Hi, my name is Ariel. I'm a junior, and I haven't missed a day of school since my third quarter of my sophomore year, and you're listening to the SMA podcast. Thank you for that introduction, Ariel. Hi, my name is Daniel Vader, communication coordinator for the school district of South Milwaukee. I don't know if you can hear it in her voice, but Ariel has a cold. At first, she didn't want to be recorded because it was affecting her voice. I'm glad she did because, by accident, I found the perfect person to start our podcast today. We're talking about attendance today and why it matters. Ariel decided that, despite her cold, she wanted to come to school today. Not everyone makes the same decision each day, sick or not. For some time, South Milwaukee's had an attendance problem. And over the last two years, the district has worked to improve those rates. After all, you can't improve reading or math skills, prepare for high school, or pass a class to get credits to graduate if you're not in school learning. School is compulsory for students aged 6 to 18. That means unless a student is homeschooled and parents are running it in accordance with applicable laws, children are required to attend a school, private or public. Public schools, then, are also required to keep track of attendance and to the best of their abilities account for the whereabouts of every child enrolled in the school district every day. In a perfect world, every parent would do their best to get their child to school on time or call the school and explain why that student wouldn't be in that day. When that doesn't happen, schools then call home and find out where that student is and why they aren't in school. Today we're going to hear from some of the people working to improve our attendance rates, how they do it, and what barriers they see uh, students have getting to school. We'll start with school resource officer Adam Harnan, who, when a student regularly doesn't show up and parents don't call, heads out and knocks on doors. Then we'll hear from two principals and their strategies in their schools. And finally, from a high school social worker and the supports we have at the secondary level to keep kids in school. Um, we're joined today by school resource officer Adam Harnan, who has been getting out into the community earlier uh, this year than in previous years to talk uh, to families about um, why students haven't, why their student hasn't come to school. Uh, officer Harnan, thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, tell me, first of all, how do you how do you walk up to a house like that without, you know, you're you're a police officer. What do you say when you knock on the door, and and what have you been hearing? Yeah. Yeah. So um, usually we're accompanied by by staff, um, whether that be middle school, elementary school, or high school. Um, we're accompanied by um, usually two staff members that come with us. Um, so that way it's not just the police coming up and saying, I'm, you know, we're, we're here to talk about your kid. Um, so that way we, it's a very like a authentic school experience rather than just a police uh, contact. Um, you know, but we, we go up, we have a conversation, say, you know, we're here about your, your kid's attendance, making sure um, that your kid is okay uh, if we haven't heard from them, as well as kind of understanding why um, the student isn't attending or the student isn't um, attending regularly. Yeah, and you going out now is part of this push to, to break a pattern that might be starting with some students. Um, um, what are you hearing this early on? Um, so this early on, a lot of things that we're, we're finding is that um, we have we're, we have kids that you know maybe move out of the city or the they attended last year um, but aren't here this year and they're going to a different city 
um, but the other school hasn't sent us the paperwork yet. Um, I've had that a couple happen to me a couple times already. Um, we just kind of make sure that we um, push the that school, contact that school, and say, "Hey, we need the paperwork," just so that way the student, you know, we, we can confirm that the student isn't going here, and that we can confirm that the student is okay, and they're going somewhere else. Mm. Um, so that's what we're, that's kind of what we're finding. Um, sometimes, you know, we we have parents that aren't the best at like communicating that with us, which is, you know, it's just kind of the reality of it. Um, so that's why we got to make sure that we are on top of our stuff to make sure we get that information that we need. Sure. Um, if you find a family that, that generally is true, what kind of, what do you say to them? What kind of education are you providing? Yeah. So um, me and the uh, administrators that I'm with have, kind of have a clear uh, understanding of the expectations of like the the 10-day rule, and I think that's going to be talked about a little bit further on this podcast, but, um, you know, the, that the, the state gives us about 10 days um, leniency regarding, or gives, sorry, gives the kid about 10, day, 10 days leniency um, regarding missing school. Um, and so kind of letting them know, letting parents know uh, about the 10 days, letting them know um, about possible truancy citations, um, if yeah, ultimately it's, it's up to the discretion of the school and the school district and whether they want to push forward with that. Um, and so that's kind of where I come in is like, I, you know, I'm kind of the tip of the spear. I'm kind of the person that um, enacts the benefit of both the police department as well as the school. Sure. Um, so we are, so yeah, we, we just educate parents. We educate kids. We say, Hey, like these are the possible consequences of, if you don't come to school, um, and if you do come to school, there's, these are the, the possible pluses and, and uh, positive consequences that could happen um, with your kid as well as the parents. Sure. And what um, what of the reactions of the people that do answer the door um, when when you have that conversation? Um, so they're thankful. Um, they're there. I I think sometimes what happens is uh, you know we the police we're not we're just a badge. Um, same with the school administrators. They're just the principal, just the, the vice or assistant principal. Um, so being, having a conversation with them and, and um, you know, setting out those expectations, I think, is a good way to um, just put a face to kind of my badge as well as the principal. Um, and it shows kind of like, you know, we understand that there may be other circumstances here. There may be, you know, whether that if the child is has health problems, whether you know uh, the parents have health problems, if there's if there's other extenuating circumstances, we are able to like talk about that, and we're able to um, you know get a bigger picture of like why this this student hasn't attended school. Sure, uh, and then I imagine I know part of your job is building relationships with students in school. So I imagine if um, you know seeing them again later. Um, you can build on that relationship. And Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I love being able to uh, – I've actually had a couple students this year, especially in the middle school, um, where maybe they haven't been – they haven't been the um, the most – the best attending uh, last year, and they have, been, have improved their attendance already um, this year. And, uh, I you know, I make sure that I reinforce – positively reinforce that and say, hey, I'm really glad you're here. I'm really happy to see you. Um, because we want ultimately we want we want kids to come to school we want to make sure that they're educated we want to make sure that they have um, 
a good education and we want to make sure that we're putting we're producing productive citizens out into society whether that be um, through South Milwaukee or just everywhere else so. next let's hear from Chris Sapersky the principal of Lakeview Elementary School and from Eric Whiteman the principal of um, UW Luther Elementary School about what some of the combined efforts of our elementary principals has been um, to increase attendance over the last two years. Um, let's kind of get right into that. What is uh, the value of um, being here in school? And we'll start with you, Chris Sapersky, because nobody can see your face. So, so that's you. <laughs> I've, the research is, is clear um, that attendance, and this probably isn't a shock to anyone, attending school consistently results in stronger growth and achievement. Um, and not just in those really important academic pieces, but also in, in the SEL pieces that we talk about, the social emotional learning pieces that are so important. When, when students are here and present, they learn and grow more in more ways. And so that's, that's probably not a surprising finding, but that is what the research says. Yeah, Eric, you're nodding your head. Yeah, Chris, I agree. And I think the part that it's also very important is just trying to establish good patterns and good habits early, you know, for our students that are starting with us in 4K, 5K, you know, first grade, whatever it may be. If we can start uh, yeah, showing the importance of being in school at a young age and getting, getting students to be here from the get-go, um, I think those, those patterns just uh, sort of stay with them. And, you know, the older they get, they realize that they need to be in school. And that's what we're, that's what we're going for. Yeah. And say in my own family, having that routine of like, every day that you're going to get out the door and we're going to get to school on time and actually bring some stability to our lives in our house, you know, and I imagine other people feel that way. Um, what, um, let's talk a little bit about that, the whole year experience. I know we, we've talked about instruction and the number of minutes and what, what does a student miss if we're missing one day a week or two days a month, uh, if they're not here in school, what's, what's the big deal? Uh, I think that the, that's a good question because sometimes families might think, you know, well, it was just a day or it was just a half a day or whatever. And over time, that very much adds up. Um, and the concept of, like, for example, when I was a kid, you know, I missed school. Um, my parents asked for homework to be sent home and I did some of it and I brought it back. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was worksheets or things like that, books to read. Um, the way we do work with students is very different now. It's much more interactive. It's much more uh, t technology based. Um, it's about small group instruction with teachers, kids talking to their peers. It's how they learn. And so being not in the building, you're, you're just not getting that full experience. And it's not something that even when you come back, the teacher can't just take five minutes and quickly catch you up on the thing <laughs> that that you missed. Um, so that aspect of education has changed over time. And so even a small amount of school missed can have a ripple effect in what a, what a student is missing. And then if we try to, you know, one day's instruction builds on the next day's instruction. And so any any missed time, you know, it, it, it can become an issue for the student. Yeah, okay. Um, and then kind of with that with that idea, um, what are the, what are the, kind of the guidelines that the state puts out for us for what what should parents know about that yeah the certainly we want people here as much as possible the state of wisconsin says that a student could miss up to 10 days that are parent excused in a school year that gets 
Uh, there are a lot of different reasons why students might miss school, and, and so that can be a complicated question. However, 10 is kind of a, an important number uh, to the state of Wisconsin. So if, uh, if a student is, um, that, could, that could count as days that they're sick, it could count as days of vacation, you know, any combination that adds up to 10. But the state of Wisconsin says 10 is, is the number that students really shouldn't miss more than that, hmm. except for some very specific reasons. Um, beyond that, the federal government also has some, some numbers that are important to them. And so when we're looking at students that are missing more than 10, um, at some point, those students become counted as chronically absent. Hmm. Um, and that adds up. And so we're looking at students that are missing, say, 15, 18, 20 or more days in a school year. And as Mr. Whiteman just said, that really adds up in a lot of, a lot of lost learning time. Plus, um, it re does reflect on us as a, as a school and as a district as well, and we have that many people that are missing that many days. Yeah. Can, so what, kind of let's identify the problem, right? Because you as, as a principal team have, have identified that in the last two years as something you want to focus on. What, what is the problem? What are you facing? Well, we have looked at attendance rates over the last, say, decade or so. Um, and we have noticed that the attendance rates in our district um, lag behind the state average. In fact, we as a district were probably in the bottom third uh, in terms of attendance rates. So approximately two-thirds of the school districts and or schools in the state are having better attendance rates than we are. So we're trying to dig into that to figure out why, why is that. Mm. Um, you know, we know that it is our job as a school to create reasons for why families and, and students would want to be in school every day. Um, so we have to, we're trying to take that lens on it. This, what, what is it that we're doing or could be doing that, that creates some urgency around this idea that I, I need to be in school every day? Hmm. Um, and what, um, what efforts are you taking to, I mean, we heard from Adam Harnan about some of the direct efforts that we're taking, but um, school culture-wise, otherwise, what, what um, as a team are you guys doing? You just hit, when you said culture, you, you hit a really important one there of the first thing is for us to make sure that we have really engaging lessons and engaging activities that, that make students want to be in school every day. And so we really work together as an entire system to make sure that we're creating engagement where students are saying, well, I don't wanna miss that. Mm. I wanna be there every day. Um, we're also um, really working hard at the beginning of the year here. Um, September really does matter for attendance. Transitions matter, like when you're switching between grade levels. Um, uh, the beginning of any time matters a lot because that's when we're setting up really positive patterns or the opposite. Um, and so we are, we, we really focus on in a month like September to make sure can we have as many people here as possible. Yeah, and we're building relationships during that time because chances are at the beginning of a school year, a student's going to be starting to interact with maybe some different adults or teachers that they had not interacted with before. Um, so the faster that they can build those relationships, uh, hopefully that's going to make a, a student feel like, yes, I, I want to be in school with these people. Um, and September, you said it, uh, September matters. You know, the studies show too that it, the better attendance a student has in September, those patterns are most likely to continue throughout the year or more likely. Hmm. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, go ahead, throughout please. the year then, it's also recognizing uh, students and families that really are having positive attendance and just saying like, hey, thank you, great job, keep it up. Um, if you are missing zero days a month, maybe one day a month, something like that, if you are not 
tardy, meaning not late to school at all, that those are great moments to be able to say to students and families, thank you. We mm. really appreciate that effort. Um, Eric, you'd said 10 years, and either answer this, please, but so that means not the pandemic, because we've we've heard nationally that this is a problem yeah. um, since the pandemic, but but not here. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, because um, I think some people think that perhaps school attendance has taken a hit since the pandemic when when things are very different and some kids were in school, some were out, some were virtual learning, all those things. Um, and the answer is, it, in this district, when we've looked at it, it really has not dramatically impacted it. We had attendance issues prior to the pandemic as well. Uh, the, the current attendance rates are um, slightly elevated in terms of slightly worse than they were pre-pandemic, but really not a number that's way out of whack. Mm -hmm. So um, it is a historical problem here. Um, and, and really we can't look to the pandemic as, as a place to blame or as the, the actual problem. Sure. Um, and do you see any traction with the efforts that you've put forward? Um, superintendent gave us some numbers in, in a video recently. Yeah. It seemed really great. So. Yeah, I just heard those this morning, actually, uh, myself. And uh, I think it was 96% for both UW Luther and Lakeview, which sound like, well, they are really nice numbers. They, um, what we're finding is that we have a lot of students who might be here a lot, and then you might have some students who are missing a lot of days. And so that's sometimes the trickiness of, of the numbers. Like mm -hmm. we love that 96% that's here, and sometimes that 4% could be missing, again, those you know 10 plus days. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of hidden in, those, in that data. Um, and so our efforts are really to get more families here more consistently. Um, certainly one of the efforts has been reaching out to families early in September here at the beginning of the year and establishing those relationships. As Mr. Whiteman said, that's, we've been doing that at both of our schools. Yeah, you know, um, that reaching out is so important. And, and it's not just a phone call from the principal, which sometimes families take as sort of, I don't know if it comes off as threatening or, you know, whatever, but it's, it's just any adult in the school who has a connection to that student. Uh, it's a phone call, an email, a conversation on the playground, any of those things that, that just makes someone feel like, okay, they, they do care that, that, that we are in school. And, and it's just sort of taking a positive spin on it versus the punitive one or the, the sort of the scolding of why are you not in school. That, that, that angle is not what we think is going to be successful. Right. Okay. Um, and then let's talk a little bit um, about when it is okay to not come to school. Or I guess... Um, during the pandemic, we were very careful about when mm -hmm. someone wasn't feeling well, and the message was stay home if you don't feel well and take a test, get COVID tested. You know, um, um, I'm sure that's the case now if you suspect COVID, but t tell me when should a parent start wondering? Because certainly my family ran into that last, last year, where we were super careful in the beginning of the year and kept them home, and then it got looser and looser during the year. What, yeah. what should we do? Uh, you're right. During the during the pandemic, um, there was certain abundance of caution, right? You know, almost like if you have the sniffles, stay home. Um, that is really not the case anymore. Um, we we want, unless it is something that is more significant, like a fever that's over 100. Mm. Um, if it's vomiting, if it's diarrhea, things like that, then of course, you know, you should be staying home. But you know, a bit of sniffles, a bit of a tummy ache, you know, those like, you know, just a day where we don't f feel 100 percent. Well, we'd still like you to try to come to school. Yeah. Sometimes families, a, a child might be sick and the family will say, well, I'll keep them home one more day. You know, uh, you, you kind of have to decide, well, may, maybe they could go back 
you know, we can, we can handle as adults, we can handle coming to work in a lot of circumstances and we can really help our kids learn to adapt. Our teachers are really great at supporting kids and certainly our nursing staff, our health room pairs are here if they do get sick during the day. Right, right. And uh, if, if, you're never, if you're not sure, it's okay to send them. And if for some reason there is an issue during the day where the student just can't continue throughout the day, then we have those health room uh, professionals that uh, can can take either take care of them or just make sure the parents get contacted and then ask to come pick them up and things like that. Sure. Um, and and uh, both of your buildings have had upgrades recently to help um, kind of mitigate some virus spread, right? I mean, can you tell me about those? Yeah. So. We have enjoyed our air conditioning here this year <laughs> at both schools mm -hmm. so far. Um, and it's not just air conditioning, it's the full heating, ventilation, air conditioning, HVAC upgrades that were part of the ESSER funding that uh, came a few years ago in the midst of the pandemic. And so those have been completely upgraded at both schools and uh, it's not just air conditioning, although we do appreciate that. Um, it is also the filtration that mm -hmm. is in those new systems, which is much, much upgraded over what it used to be that can catch all, you know, more of the particles and the germs that just are in our air as they work their way through that new HVAC system. Hmm. Um, and then I understand that Buildington Grounds, too, is still kind of on the, our custodians are, are cleaning and sanitizing because we know even before the pandemic, there were, you know, um, clean surfaces mean healthy kids mean getting back to school. Um, you're still seeing those efforts in your buildings? We are doing our very best, yes, to keep everything as clean as possible. And even classroom teachers, it's not uncommon for them to, you see them wiping down their tables and desks with, you know, wipes and things like that. Because, um, you know, again, even pre-pandemic, um, germs and trying to keep them away at an elementary school level is pretty important. Sure. Um, and I suppose if a, if a, parent wasn't sure, maybe they could call and speak to someone and ask, what, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, we have, there are also students who um, have significant medical needs, or, or maybe, they're, maybe they're chronic medical needs. Um, asthma is one, for example, that comes up very often, and that's where our school nurses are able to step in and, and make health plans to really make sure that students feel supported and safe and, and are able to be in school. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I'm glad you said that because you know sometimes the chronic health needs do lead to students missing more than ten days in a year. Mm -hmm. But that's when we want to be in really good communication with you. We want to have a health plan that's created with you and us, and that we're all on the same page about you know what what is um, what is maybe a realistic number of times that a student would need to miss, and how do we support them then when they're not here. So yeah, staying in communication with the school regardless is going to be super important. Mm -hmm. When should I get a note? I mean, because a sniffle, if I keep my kid home with the sniffle, he's not getting a doctor's note, right? I, yes, uh, right. As, as a parent, I understand not everyone wants to pay their copay every time, right, right. when you go to the, right. to the doctor. Um, and I can recognize in my kids that this, is, this one needs a doctor visit, this one doesn't. That's why the state has those 10 days that are there. Um, that's, that's the built-in beauty of the, the law the way it is. Um, certainly, I encourage families anytime your child sees a provider. That could be... A, a pediatrician, it could be the dentist, it could be the eye doctor, whatever whatever care provider it is, 
get a note. Actually, usually those offices ask you if you want a note now, um, but if they don't, just say, could I please have an excuse note for my child's school? And that takes them no time at all to do. They do that all the time, and it really does help everybody. Mm. Um, and I guess just to clarify, from my knowledge, do the, does a note count against those 10? If I come in with a note, that means I still have 10 that I could use? It's uh, from this from the, the lens of the state in terms of those 10 days, the medical note does not count against you. Okay. Um, however, when the federal government does its reporting on attendance, they do not account for uh, the reasons why a student's out. Even if you have a medical note, the federal government looks at that as just a day of missed school. Yeah. Um, but even though that is true, we still would prefer to have the note and be in com good communication with families about why students are missing. Right, right. And and 10 is a lot of days to miss for school, as it, we were saying, and it, why. It is, correct. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's eye-opening to a lot of families to even know that there is a law mm -hmm. at all and that there are a lot of rules around attendance that we talk with, we talk with students a lot with that as well, even at school as, as young as elementary students. Um, that it's not something that we just do because everybody's always done it. It's actually, it actually is the law, and there are rules around it that say, yeah, we should come to school for a whole bunch of reasons, especially to learn and grow, but it is the law. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you, guys. I uh, appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Um, next, we're going to speak to Molly Galagos, our high school social worker, about some of the supports we have um, to try to keep students who might be um, – on the edge or might not um, want to be coming to school uh, to stay in school. Uh, Molly, thank you so much for coming up here. Sure. <laughs> um, so, so let's, yeah, let's talk about that. What are some supports that we have? Uh, well, maybe first talk about what um, might lead, um, you work in the high school, so what might lead a high schooler to start missing school? Um, I would say that over the past several years, we've really seen an increase in the, the mental health issues that um, students are dealing with, um, especially since the pandemic. Um, a lot of social anxiety, mm. um, significant um, anxiety attacks that kids may have, um, some depression. So we've really been working through those issues a lot. Um, other um, concerns, I think, are sometimes kids are staying home because they're not um, having the resources at home to to get to school um, maybe showered or with personal hygiene taken care of or um, clothes dirty laundry um, i know i i've had students in the past that stay home um, because they haven't had the money to put into doing laundry and one particular student you know he would stay home and wash his younger siblings laundry and so mm. you know just some of those basic needs not not being met for a variety of reasons um yeah and um you told me before we clicked on the record button that you've offered sometimes to wash clothes mm -hmm. for kids just to just to get them to come yep i have a, um, a bottle of laundry detergent in my office um, along with um, toothbrushes and toothpaste and deodorant and just some things like that um, we've had kids shower at the high school we have the luxury of having locker rooms here mm. um, and then we do have um, the luxury of having a washer and dryer in our apartment for our students with intellectual disabilities oh. um, in that apartment area so we um, will wash clothes for kids as as needed. Wow, that is something I think maybe not a lot of people realize that we go to the, such extents. The mm -hmm. you know yeah. um, 
if I said that right, such such lengths to help mm-hmm. them. Um, and then how about academically? I know that if I weren't doing so well in school, it's hard to come to school. For sure, and I think that's a, um, a circle. You know, they get into a bad spot and then they don't want to be here because it's hard to be here. And, you know, walking into a classroom when you've not been here for a while, you feel behind and and that makes it even more difficult. And, you know, kids that maybe are behind in credits um, kind of feel like they don't have a shot or don't have a chance. And I think what we always try to communicate is if you get here, we'll get you through we'll figure it out we'll do whatever we need to do um to to get you through and get you to graduation day Mm. um and i imagine a lot of well there's a reality to that but there's Mm -hmm. also a lot of feelings that come along with it yeah and and i know your whole office there are students coming in to just talk about those things Mm -hmm. i imagine Mm -hmm. taking away that stigma a little bit helps yeah i would think so um you know, developing relationships with the kids and the families that are in these situations is really the first key. Um, I know um, Ryan Stoltz, our Dean of Students, um, myself, our counselors, our psychologists, our administrators, we work very hard to develop those relationships so that when they are in the building, they're comfortable in the building and want to continue to come come back to the building. Mm. And I imagine having those relationships uh, keeps a bad problem from getting worse before it's unsolvable yeah for sure um i mean there's some days where you know a student is here and they may not be in class but they're in the building and we work with them you know whether it's sitting in the library and getting assignments from their teachers or sitting in our office for a period and just talking um but just getting to the building sometimes is the biggest challenge and Mm. so once they're here what can we do to keep them here sure um and then you also have a raft of outside help right Mm -hmm. that you can suggest to folks tell us about those um yeah i mean we definitely work um you know to connect them to community services and resources that they may need um unfortunately milwaukee county is you know a a large place and so the resources aren't always there um Mm, yeah especially if they're having trouble getting here how are they going to get there right and and i think you know transportation is one of the biggest struggles and and that's a tough one to overcome um and so um i would say that you know some of the other basic need kinds of things human concerns in south milwaukee is a great place Um, we work very closely with them throughout the year um, and referring kids and families there um other community supports with the mental health you know we are very fortunate to have school-based mental health therapists through wellpoint and so making referrals to them and getting them connected with um you know a counselor and therapist that way is um you know has been extremely helpful for a lot of kids Hmm. um great is there anything else that maybe we didn't talk about that you wanted to add or um anything i didn't ask you about that's important to know um i just think you know people we we want families to know that we are here to support them and to work with them um i think at times attendance can sound very punitive and disciplinary you know truancy tickets or this or that but um that's not where we start we always start with um the family and the student and getting together and trying to plan um what we can to make them the most successful Awesome. Well, Molly, thank you so much for being here. Um, That was super informative to me. I hope it is to our families, too. Thank you very much. That's our episode for this installment of the SMI podcast. I'm happy to say that the efforts we just heard uh, about appear, at least for now, to be paying off. 
Recently, Superintendent Deidre Raymer shared some early attendance results. Um, students uh, at reported attendance 95.76 at Blakewood, 96.86 at Luther, 96.14 at Lakeview, 95.17 at Rawson, 93.82 at the middle school, and 91.48 at the high school. Um, but more importantly, I, I hope you heard what I just heard about South Milwaukee uh, and make that makes us a great place to live and go to school. The people we spoke to weren't judging or finger-wagging. There weren't threats of penalties or talking about people getting what they deserved. Um, what I heard, uh, and I hope you did too, were people who are listening, trying to understand the why of something. And uh, people who focus on relationship building going outside their job description, like Miss Galagos, uh, to help. No child should be penalized for scraping together change to do laundry uh, or miss school because they're doing their siblings' laundry. Uh, or like Officer Harnan, understanding the big why about the need for students to get an education and the value of that to society, rather than simply encouraging compliance. Um, that's our episode. I hope you guys have a great week, uh, and thanks for listening.